<laughs> so it's awesome to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, and uh, not like booing and stuff like that as I came up. That was nice of you not to do that. I appreciate that. Um, so I read a book recently, um, and it's entitled Caffeine. And in this book, it talks about how caffeine, when we take a lot of caffeine, who, who here loves caffeine in the morning? Everybody drinks a cup of coffee or something in the morning. I know people I work with at work, they're drinking bangs, they're drinking, and they're taking caffeine pills. Like, it's crazy. I don't know how they do it. I hardly ever have caffeine. And um, so I was curious as to how it affects the body and things like that. So I'm nerdy, and I read a book <laughs> about caffeine. And in this book, it talks about how when it's taken properly and in moderation, it can really help you um, stay focused. It can help your brain. It can help you re retain information. It can help all these different things if taken in moderation. If you're drinking every single day, it just becomes another thing that you're putting in your body. It's not really helping you. It actually hurts your sleep. It makes you more tired. It makes you more stressed out, things like that. But anyway, I'm not here to tell you about caffeine. What I'm here to tell you is that I took that advice, and I drank a cup of coffee this morning, and they didn't mention in the book that if you're going to be nervous or anxious, <coughs> you probably shouldn't drink a cup of coffee with a bunch of caffeine in it because now I have all this nervous energy, and I kind of feel a little bit insane, and my hands are shaking, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I having a panic attack? I'm playing the drums back there, and I thought my heart was going to explode. I was like, oh, God. And uh, so, um, so if I fall over, um, feel free. There's nurses in the building, and uh, I feel comfortable knowing that you'll take care of me. <laughs> so, if you see my hand shaking, I'm, I don't feel like I'm that nervous. I just feel like I can't stop shaking. No more coffee. Lesson learned. Um, so, um, like Pastor Ben said, um, I, along with Albie, we are the student pastors here. And we love serving your students and your kids. We love it so much. We have a great time. And uh, today we are going to be talking about the infallible word of God. Now, I typically do things a little bit differently um, than Pastor Ben at times. And, you know, we can't all be Pastor Ben, all right? We can't all preach like him. He's amazing. So um, we have to be ourselves. And so um, the best way that I know how to preach is to teach and so um, that's how I do things. And so if my sermon becomes a little boring at times, I apologize. But this is a topic that can be boring if you're not careful. So I think I've come up with a way to make it more interactive. That way we are not like, ugh, how many more verses is he going to read type thing. You know what I mean? So I'm going to have some interaction and things like that um, throughout the sermon. So I just uh, ask you uh, now to allow yourselves to be free to interact, okay? So it's okay. You're in church. You're in a place where people love you and care about you, and they want you to interact with them. Or if you're a lot like me, you're like, don't talk to me. <laughs> Do we have any of those people in the building? You didn't raise your hand, so that's telling me that you are one of those people. Very good. All right, so um, <laughs> now I'm going to start off today's sermon. I feel kind of led to just have you guys respond to a series of statements and questions that I have for you guys. And these first ones are just like priming questions to make sure we can get those hands up. I've seen some of you in worship get the hand up, and then I've seen some of you not getting the hand up. So we're going to make sure that we can all get our hands up and get going. Um, so um, the first set of questions and statements that I have, like I said, they're just priming. It was funny, I was at uh, Brittany Sylvie's book study, a couple weeks back, and we were talking about uh, in children's church how we're expressing ourselves in worship. We're teaching the kids how to freely 
worship and just sway and listen to music. If you watch me on the drums, I can't help it when music is going. Like I just I have to move, and it's just part of me. I can't I can't help it. I love it, and I don't want to help it. But like if you see me and you're like that guy's weird, I am weird. It's okay, and I'm just gonna be weird because that's how I am, and I'm just gonna sway. And so I'm teaching your kids to sway and raise their hands, and we had a good time. It was funny during that. Uh, lesson when I was teaching the kids, Brittany was saying that Pastor Ben invited you guys to raise your hands during a portion of his sermon or at the end maybe during an altar call or something. And she said that she was raised, sorry, I don't mean to, sorry. But anyway, sorry, not sorry. Um, so uh, <laughs> so what um, she was telling me was that she was raised in a Baptist church and she felt like, you know, not everybody was raising their hands. So she kind of felt like she wasn't allowed almost, like it was kind of taboo, like you can't get the hand up kind of thing, and so she was telling me that when Pastor Ben invited her to raise the hand, that it was like shackles fell off, and she was like, yes, I can get the hand up finally, and she said it was freeing, and it felt awesome, and it was great, and I loved to hear that story, and so I'm going to invite you guys to get that hand up and be free today. So um, the first set of statements and questions, they're not anything personal, but the second half will be a little bit personal. So during that section, I am going to have you bow your head, close your eyes, and that way everybody can feel free to raise hands without judgment, okay? Um, the first question statement, if this pertains to you, if this is something that you've either thought or this is true about you, then just raise your hand, okay? So here it is. You ready? Can I get one of these? Yes. So we are ready. So if you're in church right now, raise your hand. And if you don't raise your hand, we might have to have another conversation because if you, you can put your hands down. If you don't know that you're in church, that's not a good thing. We might need to talk about, you know, reality perception, um, do some counseling, things like that. Um, here's where we might stray a little bit. Uh, I was born in a hospital. We're in Lewis County. Somebody was born in a barn, I'm sure, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I was born in a barn, but mom always asked me, was you raised in a barn? Shut the door. Like, keep the door shut. Did anybody ever say that to you? I got that a lot as a kid. Was you raised in a barn? <sighs> I live in Lewis County. Anybody live in Lewis County? I do not live in Lewis County. There it is. See, now we're starting to get some hands up. All right. So, um, I am a human being. Some of you, this is questionable. This is questionable. We don't know if this is true or not. We'll need proof on that one at the end of the service today, if you can. All right, so now that we know that we can raise our hands, um, so if everyone would just quickly, if you just bow your head, close your eyes, um, and just I would like in this moment for you all to begin to really start looking inwardly toward yourself, toward your spirituality, toward your Christianity. Like, what's your walk with Jesus been like recently? I'd like you to start looking inwardly in this time. Maybe say a prayer, and I'll pray for you really quickly. Father God, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this opportunity. God, I ask that in this moment that we are able to be completely honest. God, that we can go forward just knowing that you love us and that you're going to reveal to us what we need to work on, that you're going to speak to us the things we need to hear. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you keep your eyes closed, keep your head bowed. Um, if you have thought this statement or you've had this question pop into your brain, um, you can raise your hand, okay? How do I know I can trust the Bible? If you've ever thought, how do I know I can trust the Bible? Raise your hand. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for that. You can put your hands down. Awesome. 
Um, I've heard people say that there are too many contradictions in the Bible for it to be true. You want to hear that? There's too many contradictions to be true. Very good. Awesome. I am afraid to look up my questions and doubts because I'm afraid the questions or the answers might scare me. If that's you, raise your hand. If you've been afraid to look up what you're doubting about because you're afraid you'll find some reason to doubt. That's okay. Good. Thank you. You can put your hand down. I just believe that the Bible is true because I was always taught to believe it was true. Yes, that was me as a kid. I was just taught it, and I just didn't even question it. That was me. Absolutely. Very good. Awesome. Okay, thank you very much for your um, cooperativeness. I appreciate it. Everybody can look up now. Um, so thank you so much for being honest. It's so important to start in a place of honesty. Because if we do, I think that we can find that, one, we're usually not alone in our doubts and fears. And I guarantee you that there wasn't a single question that was asked where one single person raised their hand. Okay? So you're not alone in your doubts. You're not alone in your fears. We all have them. Okay? And it's okay. And I'm reminded of the story in Mark 9 where there's, and I'm going to paraphrase this a little bit, but there's a man that runs up to Jesus and he has a kid. And he, this kid has had an issue since birth. And he's asking Jesus to heal his son. And he's saying, man, I just, I'm, can you, if you can, can you, if you can, saying words like that. And Jesus said, if I can, do you, do you even believe, do you even believe that I can? And the man said, yeah, 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 I believe. What, what, yeah, I believe, but can you, can you help my unbelief? Can you help my unbelief? And Jesus says, that's good enough. I'll take it. He heals the son. And not only did he heal the son, but he said, I'm going to cast out this demon of doubt, and it will never return to you again. And so I tell you this morning, it's okay to have doubts. It's okay to have fears. It's okay to have unbeliefs. But you have to start in a place of honesty, and you have to take those to Jesus. Don't be afraid to let Jesus know that I'm having issues with this. I'm having struggles with this. That's also why he gave you awesome pastors who would, I promise you, would love to get your questions about the Bible. They would love to get a text that said, listen, Pastor Ben, I was reading through, and I seen this verse, and it's hard. I don't understand it. Like, it makes me uneasy. It makes me have doubts. It makes me have fears. He would love to get that text, right? Would you, would you Yes, he would love that. And so I encourage you, if you have doubts, if you have fears, take those to Jesus, take those to your pastor, and allow them to guide you in the way you should go. It's important to start in a place of honesty. So today, if we're talking about the infallible word of God, what is the claim? The claim is that the Bible has no error. The claim is that there is no fallacies and that um, everything in the Bible is true. So in 2 Timothy 3.17, it says that all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness. So here's what I've done. <laughs> I've, I've kind of gone into the belly of the beast kind of situation going on here, okay? So what I've done is I've looked up some contradictory verses, and I was searching, like, all these different, like, Christian apologetic websites trying to find their arguments for 
why the Bible has no contradictions and things like that. And I thought, why do that when I could go straight to the source? Why not just go straight to AmericanAtheist.org and find what they are saying is a contradiction in the Bible? And then look at that, and then we can decide if the verses are actually contradictory or not. Now, some of them, when I first started to read them, I was like, oh, no, (laughs) my fears are being uh, validated here. I'm starting to feel like, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't good. Maybe there is a, 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 a contradiction here. Maybe there is something to what they're saying. But as I started to do some research and some study, um, I feel confidently now that I've come to a conclusion. And um, I would like for you all to come to your own conclusions as well. And like I said, I do things a little differently, and, um, and we have a lot of people here today, so it's a good thing I print out a lot of papers. Um, so um, I have here um, some sheets of paper, and on these sheets of paper I have a statement verse from the AmericanAtheist.org, and I have the contradicting verse on the same sheet of paper. Now, I only printed off a couple of uh, verses, uh, so there's a lot of repeats and doubles. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you uh, kind of break into like little pods. And, um, and what we're going to do, instead of having people like move around, stuff like that, I'll probably just have you do like one, two row, this and this row, that row, that row, this row, this row, this row, this row, this row th- things like that. So if you just want to turn around in your seat and talk to the people behind you, and obviously if you want to obviously wear masks, stay six feet apart, things like that. Social distancing is still key. So, um, but I'm going to pass out to each one of your little groups a sheet of paper, and I would like for you guys to come up with an argument as to, there's a ladder, as to why, (laughs) um, yes, as to why this verse is not contradictory. You think you can do that for me? come up with some pretty good uh, arguments here. So some of you are good at arguing, I hear. And um, so <laughs> so um, I would l- I'm just super excited to see what you guys come up with because I want to see if you guys came up with the same thing that I came up with. Um, let's see. There you go. I'll give you this. I'm on your team. You can turn around and talk to these people here. No, I have the air on because I'm pretty. Hey. Squirrels? Hey, you, you want to help me out here? No, the heat's on. You're dressed for summer is the problem. Um, give Well, your shoes look like you're going to the beach. To you guys. So this group here. And no socks on. Thank you, Colby. <coughs> and then I'll give. Very good. Here's your group. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate it. All right, so um, so you, everybody should have a group. Dennis, did you get a sheet? <laughs> You're your own group. Dennis, Dennis, like I am a group by myself. I'm a he, he, yeah. Amy and Earl, perfect. Yeah, screw up with that group, and you guys can uh, you can join in with them, or you can join in here. Whichever one you want to do. Or you can go with Karen Ernie. Perfect. Either way, it doesn't matter. Just make sure you're talking to somebody. And you'll see the verse and the contradictory verse. 
How awesome. You hit my iPad. <laughs> yes. Did you not get one? Yeah. Yeah, scoot. Scoot, scoot, scoot. Did you guys not get? Look at this. Yes. Does this seem like a contradiction? So we're trying to come up with a reason why this is not a contradiction. You got your what? Well, you got to prove why it's not. <laughs> That's what they're using. That's what the American atheists are using. Yeah, they're saying like, uh, yes. Yes. So, is that a contradiction or what? What is that? Very good, very good. This is cool. What you guys, which one did you guys get? So it says you shall pay life for life. So it's saying that you should, yeah, if someone smacks you, it's saying if someone smacks you here, you smack them back in this verse. And in this one, it's saying if someone smacks you, oh, give them the other cheek. Wouldn't you say? Oh, so if they hit me, I did, I have the right to hit back. According to this verse. According to their, according to their argument, anyway. Yeah. But according to this verse, you're supposed to let them smack you on the other side. Is that a contradiction? Uh oh. How are you all? Everybody, everybody all right? You guys good? Find out your contradiction or what? What's your name? I don't think I know you guys. Actually, uh, we had just said here before, not seven years ago, that they were here. Here's just me and Really? Yeah. But seven years ago. And then we ended up at um, Stanford Christian okay. for a while. So. Well, how cool. And now here we are again. Here we are again. <laughs> well, cool.
I like what she said. I like what you said, and I like what she said. I like all that. That's all good stuff. Give their okay. talk to them first. Okay.
All right, everybody figure out their verses. I hope that you were able to figure it out because there's a lot of contradictories out there, right? A lot of contradictions going on. All right. So I came around, I got to hear a lot of really cool arguments as to why you guys thought the verses were contradictory, and I got to hear some interesting thoughts that I didn't have whenever I started looking through and trying to figure out, like, God, is this really a contradiction? And so I got to hear some viewpoints that I, that's why I wanted to break you guys into groups is because I got to hear so many awesome thought processes, and uh, so I appreciate that. Um, so cool look at me i'm making powerpoints i'm doing all kinds of cool stuff you know you guys you're lucky yeah you know so um but the powerpoint does cost extra and um so gonna need more payment so okay who had the power of god that god is all things are possible with god who had that verse which groups So <laughs> so that verse went like this, but with God all things are possible, and that was Matthew 19, 26, and the contradictory verse was the Lord was with Judah, and he took possession of the hill country, but he could not drive out the inhabitants of the plain because they had chariots of iron. Now this is an actual verse taken from the AmericanAtheist.org website. This is their argument for why there are contradictions in the Bible. Um, I got to hear some really cool things from different groups. Some people saying that God can do all things. He just chooses not to do some, and he chooses to do things like that. And then I heard some people say um, that, um, um, shoot, I well, see, I didn't listen very well because I forgot already. My, my mind just went blank whenever I said that. But I heard Marissa, right? Was that your name? Marissa said something that I really loved. Um, she said, if there is a dot, dot, dot in front of the um, uh, words, then that's not the 
entirety of the verse, is there? And if you look at both of those verses, they both have dot, 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 and then there's a something, and then maybe a dot, dot, dot after, and dot, dot, dot before. One half and then the new, one half and then the old. Uh huh. Oh, very good. Hey, Andy's back there getting. That that was Dennis's group. <laughs> he done he done busted Amy and Earl all the way out. All right. Very good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how how quickly he turned on you all. That was the group. That was the group that said we're coming to children's church next Sunday. We're going to come to children's church next Sunday. All right. So if that's true, is it a contradiction? I don't think so. And here's why: because if you look at the entirety of the scripture, all right, all things possible, God, blah blah. blah in the entirety of the Matthew in that chapter, Jesus is talking about how it is going to be easier for a camel to fit through the eye of a needle than it will be for a rich man to get into heaven. And his disciples said, well, then who then can be saved? And he said, well, with man, uh, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Okay? So I believe that God can do all things, and I'll show you that in a second. But I believe that in this instance, Jesus is talking about salvation, that salvation is impossible with man, but it is possible with God. Now, in the next, in the judges' verses, like uh, she said, he was mad. But in verses 1 and 2, um, they're asking Jesus, who shall go up against the Canaanites and fight them? And Jesus said, let Judah go, because I've already given him that land. Like, I've given that unto his hand. I've given that land to him. And so that tells me that Jesus, or God, has given Judah all the land that he's going to get. All right? Like, that's what he's getting. And if, to me, if he was to not be able to drive out the people with the chariots, then that tells me that God did not give that part or that portion of the land. And Chris said something interesting. He said, well, maybe it just wasn't yet. Maybe he didn't give it to him yet. And I thought that was a good point, too. So I'm glad that I got that from you guys. And so maybe it's not in God's timing. There's different timing. And so I believe that those are not contradictory verses because I think in the grand scheme of the scripture, if you're looking at the entirety of the story, then we see what really starts to unfold. And that's what Marissa said was that you have to, there's more before it and there's more after it, right? And so we have to look at the entirety of the scripture. The second one was personal injury. It was the one that was about uh, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. Who had that verse? Yes. I had some people. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. So it was interesting. I heard some different things. I heard some people say, well, maybe that is a contradiction. And then I heard some people say, well, maybe, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so this one was a little bit um, more straightforward in that it does kind of seem like a contradiction. Um, the verse says, Then you shall pay life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. And the contradictory verse is from Jesus and Matthew, and he says, Do not resist the one who is evil, but if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other 
to him also. Okay? So that seems like, well, if he slaps me in the Old Testament, I'm going to slap him back. Um, if he does something to me here, I'm going to do the same thing right back. How many people have heard that? Eye for an eye. Yeah, we've all heard that. Tooth for tooth, things like that. We've all heard that. But Jesus is saying, no, I'm saying, uh, let him slap you here and then let him slap you there. So that almost seems like a contradiction, does it not? It does. Now, if you'll notice in this verse, you see the dot, dot, dot right before <laughs> in both of them. So um, is that a contradiction? I don't think so. And I'm just going to use Exodus to kind of prove it. Um, it says this. It says, when men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out, but there is no harm, the one who hit her shall surely be fined as the woman's husband shall impose on him and he shall pay as the judges determine. But if there is harm, then you shall repay life for life. And then it goes into the foot, foot wound for wound, burn for burn, things like that. So what is the scripture actually saying? Is it saying in every single incident where someone is hurt that we should repay life for life, foot for foot? Is it specific? I think it's specific. I think they're talking about when a pregnant woman is hit or if a man hit or men strive together to hit a pregnant woman and if her kid comes out with injury, then you would repay life for life, two for two, things like that. But then, so that's out of context when you have the dot, dot, dot and you have people taking little pieces of verses and showing you only little things like this. If you're not reading for yourself, if you're not finding out what the actual scripture says for yourself, you will start to believe these things. You will think, okay, maybe there is contradiction. Maybe the Bible is with error. Maybe that the Bible isn't infallible. And so what I encourage you all to do, and I know that this is just the beginning of this, but I encourage you, anytime you have questions, like I said in the beginning, do not be afraid of those questions. Anytime you see something like this, go read it for yourself first. Andrea has her hand up. <laughs> uh, yes. They are? They are. Everything changes. We know that. But Jesus came and he said, I'm not here to do away with the old law. <laughs> okay, let's hear, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Go ahead, Ernie. Hit him, hit him with it. You <laughs> it's better be good, Ernie. I'll read it then. Well, it's just something I learned back years ago. Okay. There's an amen over there. And, and back in the old day, everything God, most of everything came from man. You had the first five, one first spoke from God. You had the last five, man spoke to one another, I think. And what it comes down to being a school teacher, he was a school teacher to us. It showed us how evil and wicked and uncaring mankind could be toward God and toward one another. But, 
Thank you, Ernie. That was Dennis's group. That was Dennis's group. He was part of that group, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. So very good. Yes. And so, as Ernie said, read it for yourself.
If you have doubts, don't be afraid of those doubts. The Bible will stand up for itself. It has withstood the test of time, and it will withstand the test of time. It has had arguments come against it. A lot of arguments have come against it, but it has come out of the fire unburned, okay? I'm telling you, the Bible will prove itself. Allow it the chance. Don't allow people to get in your head with little snippets and you think, okay, and that just plants little seeds of doubt. And when you have doubts, what did I say to do? Take it to Jesus. Talk to Pastor Ben and Leslie. Talk to me if you need to. We're all here for you guys. And you see, some of you in here were like, this kind of is a little contradictory. But you've seen that as we discussed it and as we talked it out with other people, we come up with different ideologies. We come up with different things, different explanations that prove why this is not a contradiction. That is what we're here for. Iron sharpens iron. We are here to help one another, to build up each other's faith, to give each other encouragement. That's what the church is here to do. That's why he tells us not to fail to assemble together. We have to be together. But if you take one sheep over here and start dangling these verses in their face, they're going to have doubts. They're going to think, well, maybe that is true. Stay diligent. Pray and allow God and allow Jesus to cast that spirit of doubt out of you and never let it return. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much for a group of people, God, who are willing to stay open-minded. God, thank you that you have given us your word and that you have breathed it out and that it was inspired by you. God, we believe it. We believe that it is infallible. We believe that it's true. And God, we ask that you would continue to show us and prove it to us and give us a desire, God, to search for ourselves and to read for ourselves. Because then we will know the truth, and the truth will set us free. We love you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. You can be dismissed.